This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. A new report sheds light on the effect that the daily wear and tear of racism can have on people, specifically black couples. With me to talk about this issue is NMPA senior uh, national correspondent, Stacy Brown. Good morning, Stacy. Hey, Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well in yourself. Not bad. Always good to talk with you. Ah, well, we, we try and catch up with you as much as possible, but you are a hard <laughs> man to keep up with these days because you're on the move and, and, you know, covering a lot of different stories and events. So <laughs> we appreciate, we do appreciate it. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, we, 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 um, you know, this, this report, it, it, it only confirms Chris, what we already know, um, about the toll that, um, you know, racism has, but you know, was interesting about this it talked about um black couples and in particular uh couples you know whether you're married or you just or you know you're a couple and and it just um it just it's eye-opening because they did get a, a nice sample size of a of almost a hundred um couples and i i i just thought man you you, you think about you going to work your wife going to work um coming home and what they experienced during the day and they have to they have to bring that home with them it's it's really incredible um what we've we thought we were so far away with racism after the civil rights movement now here we are all these decades later and it's just as bad as ever right and you know stacy this this story um this report really really kind of digs into um just what you're talking about how racism can affect um, your daily lives and relationships. And it was interesting because the report indicated that one of the consequences of dealing with racism, um, and then, like you said, you bring that thing, you bring that home with you, you bring those burdens, you bring, you're, you're shouldering all this, you know, on you in your internalizing all these things, you bring it home, and it affects um, things like it can lower your levels of passion and intimacy in mm-hmm. couples. And then as a couple, you're kind of wondering, like, you know, what happened? How you know? When did things change? How do they change? Why do they change? And this report, you know, sheds light on the fact that some of that can be associated with the racism that you're dealing with on you know a daily basis. Well, and 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 keep in mind too that this report, the um, the participants were on average about thirty six years old, um, and they had been in their current relationship for about seven years. So these are uh, it's, it, these are relatively young couples, 
And so, as you pointed out, it, the survey, it measured um, things like satisfaction, trust, and intimacy, how it affects in- intimacy. Um, and, and also, they talked about, the participants talked about their feelings each day, ranging from being angry, uh, dejected, uh, you know, even ashamed, and sometimes excited and happy. And so you see the, the, the wide range of feelings there that go along with this, um, and, and you start to, to get a better picture of, of how deep this, this really runs because you, you hear a person that, with that range of emotions and you say, okay, what's wrong with you? Well, the answer is, according to this report, is racism. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Stacey, you know, this report talks about some things that we might know as a community, um, but I think it, you know, reports like this, you know, it kind of feeds into the information and knowledge that other people outside of our community um, should be aware of because, you know, we always talk about, you know, just how the the plight of African-Americans and things that, uh, you know, that we have to deal with that, you know, other people from other communities um, don't have to deal with or don't have to deal with to the same level or in the same way. Um, but certainly, you know, you know, I, I'm looking at this report, I'm looking at this, at this story, and I'm like, you know, even thinking to myself, like, wow, I never really thought about that, right? And so imagine yeah. myself as an African-American dealing with stuff like, uh, like this and others, but hadn't, you know, hadn't thought about it in that way. Um, you know, that could even be uh, even, you know, further from a thought process or reality as it relates to somebody who's not in our community, especially, uh, you know, white America, in thinking about mm-hmm. how things are impacting us and affecting us in, in all these different ways. And, and you talk about, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be the blatant racism that's in front of you, but it can also be the subtle racism, the things that people, yep. you know, like they, I didn't know I'm not a racist. I didn't know that was, you know, what I said could be <laughs> construed to be a certain way. I didn't know that my actions could be a certain way. I didn't know. I didn't even realize that, you know, when these black guys are coming onto the elevator that I'm, you know, moving further over away from them or I'm right. touching my purse a little tighter, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you can liken it to a soldier coming home from battle, right? Um, the history of this, uh, of racism in America, um, there's that PTSD. And so with, with, with the way, um, everyday racism is, you, you are dealing with that. You know, when you look at this study, you, you are really dealing with PTSD. And, and it comes from uh, the, the wear and tear, as they said, of, of uh, racism. And, and, and so it highlights all of these, these um, chronic stresses, stresses that, um, that folks have. And we know the history, unfortunately, uh, of racism in, in, in America, and we've seen what's gone on these last several years, really, um, since, you know, some say, when, when, when independent of the study and, and my talking to people, Chris, they have said that it's really been more pronounced since Obama was in office. Mm. Mm. That makes, that makes, that makes uh, a lot of sense. I think there was a, uh, a point in time where, you know, people wanted to believe. And then I'm glad this report actually delved into the demographic sets that they did. Because, you know, as we think about racism and, and, and having to endure and grow up uh, in certain ways, you know, a lot of us 
look back at the our grandparents and grand uh, uh, great grandparents, the 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 pre baby boom boomer generation, and think about you know what they had to go through and what they had to endure because they lived during a time before the civil rights um, legislation was passed and they had these uh, segments and different housing laws and a lot of us didn't grow up like that. Um, but certainly the uh, racism was still present. The levels of racism uh, were still present. Some of it might have changed and been a little more covert instead of overt. Uh, but we've still had to deal with a lot of different things um, throughout our life, lifetimes. And then when you look at the fact of all of the different racist um, pictures and jokes and illustrations mm-hmm. pertaining to us having the first black president, when we were all, you know, very happy and excited uh, about that. Uh, and then you're seeing the, the, the watermelon uh, patch at yep. the White House uh, photos and you're seeing... Uh, the Obamas being uh, drawn and illustrated in such a way where they uh, looked more like, uh, you know, animals and and monkeys and things of that nature than actual people. Um, And the impact that that only has on on their generation, our generation, but also our young kids looking at that as well. Well, you know, I was talking to another, um, I believe it was Barrington Sam and another NMPA journalist, and we was having this conversation a couple of days ago, and um, he made the point of, you know, you think about uh, the portrayal of Michelle Obama as a monkey, and, and this came up when, when uh, Barack Obama was president, and you just think about how restrained he must have been, because I'm just thinking, and as Barrington said, you know, you think about our own wives, and, and someone would do that, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I would have the same restraint. And, yeah. and but this is a battle that that many many African Americans have on a daily basis, and that study really highlights that this is the battle because as as you said a little bit earlier, the the subtleness that um, some of the some of it is overt, like the monkey picture of, of of Michelle Obama, but then there's others that are subtle. People make comments uh, that uh, they they try to disguised as being innocent comments, or, or as you said, uh, the extra clutch of the purse when, when a black person walks past. Um, you know, th- these things go on and on, and then uh, naturally um, the police shootings of um, unarmed African-Americans that are now faced every single day. Um, mo- most recent, of course, the, the Jalen uh, Walker and, you know, 90 shots for an unarmed person. Um, mm. And then you watch as these, you know, the, the, the shooter in Buffalo, uh, who self he, he describes himself as a white supremacist. He kills ten uh, senior citizens, black senior citizens, in a supermarket in Buffalo, and he's taken away. Uh, you know, you can go back to Dylan um, at the church in, in in North Carolina, and not only is he. Um, taken away in handcuffs, but he's taken to a, a fast food restaurant given food by the police. Um, mm-hmm. So you see those those things happen, and you know that if, if the shooter in Buffalo was, was black, uh, he'd be dead. If, the, if, if Dylan Roof were black, he'd be dead. And, and so, so those things really, uh, they, they, they wear on you after a while as, as an African-American, and you see that as people talk about it more and more, and, and now you talk about couples and, and what they what they experience. And, and look, 
you think about inflation, inflation uh, is, is hurting black uh, families more than other families. Um, we talk about the black maternal uh, mortality rate, uh, that high, high. And so all these things, you know, it starts to really, as I said earlier, it's like a soldier coming home to war. You come home from war, you have that PTSD. Right. And, you know, Stacey, as you were talking, it just reminds me of the fact that, you know, in America, there are things that happen to people where they can go out and seek um, justice um, and, and get it in, in their eyes, in their mind. And mm-hmm. then there's, you know, the plight of African-Americans where there are things that happen to just us, and there's no justice that comes from those things that happen to just us. Just us, exactly. And um, again, I have to quote my buddy Barrington Salmon again. He says, uh, the uh, criminal injustice system. So um, it just goes, but, but you know, whether, and I know for many there's no argument as to whether it's real or perceived, but whether real or perceived, um, it's it, it's something that you're dealing with um, as an African American on a everyday basis. What African American is not uh, afraid uh, for his life or her life when they see the blue and red lights behind them? You know, and, and it used to be that you saw cops and you felt a little safer. That's yeah. not the case anymore. Nope, not at all. Well, Stacy. I want to thank you for joining us on today's show, but more importantly, I want to thank you for, you know, following up on this report and writing the article that you did so that, you know, people uh, in our community and outside of our community all across this country um, and around the world, really, um, can really read about this and be informed um, and and realize that, you know, the effects of racism that you're dealing with, whether it's subtle racism or whether it's just, just all out blatant the things that you're carrying right. those burdens uh, back to your home uh, have an impact on, you know, your home and your family and your relationships with your loved ones. And certainly, hopefully, um, you know, people can, uh, with that knowledge, um, can, you know, change some of the things they're doing in their personal life. The decompressing, uh, if they're able to do so in some way, uh, might help them really move forward. Uh, in a better way with some of their relationships and things that are going on uh, internally in their individual families. Yeah, absolutely. Just hope that, um, you know, folks, uh, couples are doing their best not to let that infiltrate their um, their relationships. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great weekend, my friend, and hopefully we'll have you on again uh, relatively soon. <laughs>